The power of the people is being tested on every soil on the planet right now. But let's focus on what is happening right here in the good old USA. American tyranny is at an all-time high right now, and the abuse continues to escalate daily. Good, I say. It needs to happen, I think, to awaken America up. I've been saying that for two years. I've been saying that this was going to happen and that things were going to get worse and worse. And so far, I have been right. And it's not because I'm so brilliant. Let me just get that straight. It does not take a genius to see what's happening if you're just looking for an inkling of truth. But it does take some common sense, as well as a desire to see things God's way. And what do we see now? Well, I see a whole lot more of the same. And what exactly is that? It's the marketing of evil. We are treating symptoms and ignoring the real disease that is causing the problem. And the recent election proves my point beyond any doubt. But now people are really starting to get angry and with yet another obviously stolen election, some people are saying they want recounts of the votes in some locations. Others say that they want a re-election, saying it wasn't fair, too many things went wrong. A few knowledgeable legislators are telling us that there's no way these elections are certifiable and therefore we must have a re-election. Okay, what's wrong with that? Because there's something very wrong with it, and I'm about to tell you. Thanks so much for joining me today on Unity Without Compromise. I'm Dr. Steve LaTulip. I hope that as we come together today, we turn on those thinking powers through the computer between our ears and really just logically think things through because just a little bit of common sense goes such a long way when it comes to deciphering truth, analyzing what is real, what is true, what is good, and separating it from the evil, from the frauds, from the myths that are shoved into our face every single day. We have to determine what is going on and recognize the problem if we're going to fix it. So what is wrong with recounting ballots? What's wrong with wanting re-elections in all those states where the elections were very obviously stolen due to fraud transpiring right before our very eyes? It is simply this. First of all, all across the country, Elections were rigged. We know that. Everywhere that mail-in ballots were used, elections were stolen. We saw everything that happened in 2020 in that election happening again. It was a big deja vu. Fraudulent ballots galore. Miscounted ballots. Misplaced ballots. Supposedly malfunctioning voting machines. Now, was that real? Was that intentional? Well, it's quite interesting that it happened right at the beginning of the opening day of election. 
there were major delays causing long waiting lines to vote. People were actually being told to go home or go somewhere else. What, did they want us to go home and quarantine for two weeks and come back later? Or, yes, they did give you the option of placing your ballot in box number three. And then they tell you, we'll see that your vote gets counted for you. Oh, yeah, right. Are we so naive as to believe that? Well, it took no time at all for things to go south. It was not even an hour had passed here in Arizona before the voting machines were screwing up, not accepting the ballots, and things just snowballed from there. And of course, as you would expect, the worst of it was seen in swing states and in high-stake election campaigns, like Arizona and Pennsylvania. And to just prove the point more credibly that voter fraud was going on, these mishaps, these malfunctions, these irregularities all occurred in places where there were high numbers of Republicans voting. Well, isn't that interesting? And would you expect anything else? It happens again. Could John Fetterman really win an honest election? Absolutely no way. It would be impossible for this guy in a normal world. He can't think clearly. He cannot speak logically or reasonably. He has no reasoning powers whatsoever. And he supports the deep state. And therefore, he's another useful puppet, meaning that he wants to end coal mining and drilling for oil because that's what he has been told to push. Now, he probably doesn't even understand what that means to Pennsylvanians who would never vote to further destroy their primary means of survival. But Dr. Mehmet Oz lost? No, I don't think Dr. Oz lost. I think his victory was taken from him. Do you really think Carrie Lake lost? Absolutely not. Carrie Lake won by a landslide. The election was stolen under guidance of the Secretary of State of Arizona, the crooked Katie Hobbs, who just happened to be Carrie Lake's opponent in this election. Remember that Hobbs refused to debate Carrie Lake because Hobbs would have been shredded, torn to pieces by Carrie Lake with facts, with truth, with real data that showed just how despicable a human being Katie Hobbs is. And she knew it. But no worries. We have our strategy, she told the public. Don't question me. Don't ask me to debate the issues and prove my worthiness to be your governor. I've got another plan. And she carried out that plan very well. But it hasn't worked. Arizonans are not accepting this election. I, for one, will never accept Katie Hobbs as governor. Katie Hobbs should not be offered a re-election. And that's the problem with this. She is a criminal. She is a scammer. She is a fraud. And she has just condemned herself 
she should have recused herself in the first place. At least that, that would have given some some hint of credibility in this woman. But no, she would not do that because she had the plan to steal the election, just as other Democrats did across the country. And also many rhino Republicans. The unit party is alive and well. So what Katie Hobbs really needs is not a second chance at a vote for governor where she can try her little black magic again. What she needs is a long prison sentence for fraud and treason. And I, for one, will never accept anything less than that. We have to acknowledge that voter fraud happened everywhere across the United States. Well, almost everywhere. What about Governor Ron DeSantis? Didn't he win by a landslide? Now, why do you think that is? Think it through. Well, DeSantis has done an absolutely great job at governor, uh, being governor of Florida. And one of the things that he actually did was gin up some support from other politicians, and he did have some help, and they cleaned up the election process there. So yes, Ron may be very popular, and he may have won by the landslide, which was attributed to him, a 60% victory, because he had an honest election. Now, don't you think that would have happened in other states as well? I am certain it would have happened for Kerry Lake if we had the same election laws here, but we don't. And we don't have the same supportive Congress that Governor Ron DeSantis has in Florida. So you can see the disparity. The same red tide, the red tidal wave that we were expecting would have happened in many other states if they had actually had honest elections. There's no doubt Kerry Lake won this election hands down. I honestly believe that we would have seen actually very few close races. I mean, there were some 25 close races and probably all of those races were likely due to stolen elections. They switched enough votes to guarantee that the evil party won. And if you look at the data as the votes were being registered, that's exactly what you see. More voting, vote dumps. And it's the only way to explain these highly unlikely statistics. So we're in trouble. We never fixed the 2020 steal. And President Trump stated very clearly that if we don't fix 2020, then why would we ever even think about having a fair election in the future? And so we failed again. We failed again. How do we fix this? Do we call for recounts? Do we call for re-elections? No way. We need to fix the voting system. And we need to determine how we actually do that. Because let's admit it, we failed miserably. We knew this was going to happen. And we didn't stop them again. 
In Arizona, as the crime was being committed throughout the voting, we ought to have held our ground. When they covered up the election center where ballots were being manipulated and a few sheriffs told people they couldn't enter, we should have stormed the place. That's my opinion. And exposed it all right there. We knew it was happening and we allowed it again to happen. This is not a government by the people. We need to be the government of the people. And if we fail to act, then we're not going to accomplish a thing. We can fix the election crime operation by punishing all who participate in the crimes. And that is why I'm saying Katie Hobbs needs to be in prison. She needs to be indicted. She needs a to be in a court of law and prosecuted and severely punished. This is a very serious crime. We secure an honest vote when we restore paper ballots, manually count those paper ballots under direct observation of witnesses from both sides. Remove the cheating potential. That's what we need to do. We restore election integrity by having a foolproof photo ID, and we need in-person voting, and we need an election day, not election weeks or months. We need an election day. Everybody can get out to vote, or almost everybody. That's the way we did it for decades in America. And there is no excuse for all the fraudulent behavior that we see. Shall we let it happen again? No, we shouldn't. But meanwhile, look, calling for recounts and calling for re-elections, let's call it what it is. This is absolute foolishness. It is again playing into the enemy's hands. If we had a stolen election, why give them a second chance to steal it again. They have disqualified themselves. They are criminals and they should be rendered ineligible to run for any public office again. Now, I am really tired of us continually playing into the enemy's hands. And you can be sure that we are dealing with a very dangerous domestic enemy. They are stealing elections because they have an agenda. And I've said this hundreds of times on this show. There is a coup in progress and it is progressing every single day. Look at the enemies within the House and the Senate. And remember, the enemies, of course, include all Democrats. They have demonstrated their side. They vote together unanimously on every evil agenda but so do most Republicans. Kevin McCarthy, House GOP leader, Speaker of the House, potential, right? Everybody's saying Kevin McCarthy needs to be the leader of the House. Now, I personally think that is exactly why the Democrats are not sweating this election. They're happy with it. Because if Kevin McCarthy is elected as Speaker of the House, then the Democrats have absolutely nothing to worry about. Kevin McCarthy used FTX funding 
to sway the GOP primaries. <clears throat> MAGA favorite Representative Madison Cawthorn was nixed because of McCarthy. It's called election interference. And McCarthy did that. That should raise a concern among all of us. Why would McCarthy interfere with a primary? Well, because Cawthorn was a mega MAGA. He supported Trump. Oh, heaven forbid. He wasn't shy about exposing the corruption in Washington, D.C. I mean, that's MAGA, right? We are not silent. We'll speak the truth. We will expose the evil. But the rhinos don't like that, and it includes McCarthy. I do not trust the guy. The FTX scam was announced after the election because Sam Bankman-Fried, the FTX mastermind, was the second largest donor to Democrats in the 2022 midterm elections. No surprise there, right? And by the way, who was the primary donor to the Democrats? Of course, it was George Soros. <clears throat> so Bankman-Fried is in pretty dour company. This is evil going on. But Senator Josh Hawley wants answers, he says. He wants records of communications between Bankman-Fried and Attorney General Merrick Garland. He wants communications between Bankman-Fried and the Securities and Exchange Commission Chairman Gary Gensler and Commodity Futures Trading Commission, the CFTC Chairman Rustin Benham. And what do you think that communication might show? Do you think we might even get the communication or will they balk at it? And will we need to go to court to get that evidence? And how heavily will the evidence be redacted? You see, we got a problem here. When you have election fraud and stolen elections, you can guarantee that we have fraud at every level of government, including our judicial branch. We are in trouble. We are really in trouble. But let's be honest. I mean, Holly is saying he wants answers. Come on, don't we already have answers? I mean, don't we already know what is going on? We're once again dealing with billions of dollars of rank fraud, and all those billions of dollars are going to whom? To the uniparty system, to the globalist communist system that is now taking over and dismantling America right before our eyes. Will Hawley, a member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, have his demands met? Well, don't hold your breath. I wouldn't count on it. The bottom line is that the red wave did not happen. And it didn't happen because the election was stolen. The Democrats fared much better than predicted against all odds. And that was not a fluke. That was not, oh, the polls were wrong. We misinterpreted the voice of the people. No, that is not what happened. The Democrats fared better than predicted because they took the election. They manipulated the ballots. If you look at all the massive border spikes in various races across the country, every last one of them favors the Democrat candidate. 
without exception. Not one Republican had a had a ballot dump that favored his outcome. Not one. And we say we want a re-election. We want a re-vote. Are we crazy? That would be insane. That is playing into the enemy's hands, and we must not do it. We saw it in the Senate race between Fetterman and Oz in Pennsylvania. We saw it happen between Tammy Duckworth and Kathy Salvi in Illinois. And in several governor races in Michigan, where Gretchen Whitmer was declared the winner, in Pennsylvania between Mastriano and Shapiro, and in Arizona between Kerry Lake and Katie Hobbs. And look at what happened in all of these outcomes. And I'm just naming a few here. But this is beyond just being suspicious. This is criminal fraud. And the evidence is, again, overwhelming. Now, the question I have in my mind is, are we going to be more forceful this time? Are we going to take the bull by the horns and say, no, we will not allow this to happen? Or are we going to just pity ourselves and say, oh, look, they they just did it to us again. Shame on them. Why are not the Republicans crying out, unfair? This is unfair. This is unruly. This is lawlessness. Why are they not doing it? Because the uniparty is real. Let's accept it. The Republicans are profiting nicely from all of the fraud. And that's what happens when you get lifelong politicians who are becoming millionaires in office by what means? By deception, by, by using the government to become filthy rich at your expense and my expense. And they're all doing it. We do need term limits because the Republicans are profiting every bit as much as the Democrats. And that's why they are complicit because that's all they care about their own greed. And what America has become is one nation under greed, as opposed to what we were one nation under God. They are all fat and dumb and happy. And we, the Americans continue to lose. And we are losing because we are not acting. But we losers, at least the majority of us, are still okay with it. And that's why we are not acting. And I have to point a finger to the Christians. Too many Christians still claim, oh, God is my strength. I will trust in God. I'll put my faith in God, just as did King David, the warrior. But they don't do battle like David did. While David slew the giant, what do they do? They just sit back and say, oh, we'll trust our God. Or they entertain their false belief that God is going to somehow pull them out of this world in some event called the rapture. And so what do I have to worry about it? 
Now, that is false Bible teaching, and I'll say it boldly because I know it affects the mindset and the course of action of so many Christians. It is erroneous doctrine. I think I'm going to have to do a show on that because the more that time goes by and the more deluded I see the church is becoming, I feel a burden to say, you know what? We need to get back to sound Bible teaching and to correct the mistakes that have been relatively new in our history of Christianity and in America. Popcorn Christianity doesn't suit me at all because it doesn't suit God at all. But Christians, for the most part, are doing nothing. I have young members of my family who are actively involved in Christian ministry. And they have a laissez-faire attitude about this. Oh, well, it's in God's hands. We'll just mosey along, do our thing, and whatever happens, happens. And I got to tell you, that disgusts me. They actually believe that they are honoring God. And let me tell you, that's another big, fat lie. They refuse to take up the sword in any way. They refuse to put on the real armor of God. And so the Goliaths continue to reign and threaten us and oppress us and mock our God. And we allow the Goliaths to do this. It makes me so angry. I got to be honest. It makes me so very angry. Too many Americans, Christian or not, if you call yourself a patriot and you're a socialist enabler, which is what most Americans are, believing that, oh, it's our turn to suffer at the hands of tyrants. After all, look, we've had it so good for so long and the rest of the world has suffered for so long. It's just our turn. We deserve it. We had things too good. We need to suffer just like the rest of the world. Do you understand the error in those statements in that kind of thinking? These people who say these things are complete socialist, communist enablers, and they will bring on their own destruction. They don't even realize why America has been so blessed. We have been blessed because we honored God. On the day that we created our currency, we said we want to stamp it on our coins. In God, we trust. We were a nation blessed of God because we called ourselves one nation under God. And all of a sudden, that's gone. And it's the Christians who are pursuing that socialist communist message and believing it, believing the lie. They are deceived. Is God punishing our hypocrisy? I don't know. But these people are blind and they are deaf and they are dumb. They cannot speak the truth. They cannot speak biblical truth. They cannot speak any truth pertaining to things of the world because all truth is God's truth, they refuse to see the glory of the Lord. 
to hear the mighty wisdom of God's message, and they surely will not speak of God's grace. But, the, but then again, how can they? Because they do not understand that all ungodliness leads to oppression and to poverty and to much suffering like we see in so many other countries where God is absent. See, the problem is so many professing Christians simply do not really know God. And that is a huge problem that we have to deal with and change. I'm going to take a short break and discuss some of the changes that we might want to consider. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. The spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America Out Loud. We are the voice of a nation, the American nation, that is. This is Malcolm Out Loud. I invite you back to AmericaOutloud.com, where the fight for liberty and justice continues. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. I am back. This is Unity Without Compromise with your host, Dr. Steve Latula. I do hope you'll share this program with many others because we have a message that needs to get out. We need to be bold for America. We need to get the truth out. We need to expose the lies that are destroying us in every way imaginable. Remember that this program airs at 12 and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the weekends, and then it goes to podcasts. If you go to AmericaOutloud.com, you can catch my 
prior podcasts and also read my current articles. We do have a great team on America Out Loud. We are not perfect people, but we do strive to speak the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And we are not afraid to speak it boldly. And the further that we go down this path to destruction, the more bold I feel compelled to become in speaking the truth. Today, I have been discussing the absurdity of Americans who are calling for recounts of ballots and even for re-elections because of elections that cannot be certified due to all of the preposterous criminal activities that took place throughout this election. This election was stolen all across America. And we need to speak that message boldly and fight it. We really need to fight it. We knew it was coming. We knew they would try it again. And we allowed it to happen. They did it. The red wave that was supposed to transpire did not because they stole the election. They are happy with the outcome. <clears throat> I am not. Arizona's Attorney General Mark Benovich says he is investigating the Arizona election because he's having difficulty certifying it. There were too many witnesses, so he had to do it. There were too many complaints. Too many people were victims of the fraud that took place. Those errors, those mistakes, those malfunctions were not by accident because they happened only in areas of conservative Republicans. They happened only in swing states or in states where an election meant a lot. We should have, by all means, taken the Senate as well as the House. We barely squeaked out taking the House. But the Senate, we should have taken and would have taken if this was an honest election. You should be angry at this. You know, what, what Mark Bernovich is saying here, the attorney general in Arizona, um, I don't really trust this guy, but this is probably just a make me look good, feel good campaign by him saying that he's investigating the election. OK, because in Arizona, it was investigated previously. And what was the outcome? Did anything change? No. And let's ask ourselves honestly, do you think this election will ultimately be certified? Let's ask this question in a different way, and it will answer it. What is Mark Bernovich's record? What has he stood for? Do you think he's had a change of heart or is this him covering his tracks, covering his own behind? I'm surprised he even spoke up. I'm surprised that he doesn't believe fully that he can get away with it as they have in the past. But something is happening in America. People really are beginning to wake up. And I'm happy about that. It encourages me. 
I'm a human being too. And I have to tell you, I find myself sometimes wrestling with all kinds of feelings about what's happening to us in America. I mean, I've traveled around the country, spoken at various medical conferences, truth rallies, patriot gatherings. And all I can say is we have truly lost our way as Americans. And, you know, one side of me says, okay, if that's what we need, then bring on the suffering. Let's just collapse our free republic. Let it go. God, give us exactly what we deserve. Let us reap what we have sown and really feel the pain. Let us become destitute and cold and hungry and depressed and hopeless because we have chosen to be helpless. Let's consume the mind-numbing drugs and alcohol so that we don't have to face the reality of what we accepted, what we chose, because we refused to stand and fight. But then there's the other side of me. And it says something different. It says, no, we are at war. We need to fight. Take up arms if we must. Remember, we do have a Second Amendment, the Bill of Rights. And understand fully and clearly that the Bill of Rights was intended to scare the living heebie-jeebies out of a rogue government. And that's why they want to take away our guns so badly. They fear that. But I sometimes ask why they fear it. I mean, here we are claiming, oh, we got guns galore. We're storing up our ammo. We're, well, what for? Because that's not going to get it. That is not going to get it. What we need to be effective with the Second Amendment the Second Amendment will, will do nothing if we have no resolve, if we don't have a will to implement it and use it and throw it in the face of this rogue government, then we have just forfeited one of the greatest gifts that our government gave us and directed us to do. I mean, you Christians who say, oh, well, we got to obey the government. Well, remember that our founders of this nation implemented, instituted this government from the beginning and it was based on a godly Christian standard. We forget that. These very people said, don't keel over and die. Don't let it happen to you. The day may come. And George Washington said this very, very clearly in his exit speech after being president. He said, the day is going to come when you are likely going to need a second amendment to ensure your freedom because you're going to have one party take over the other and dominate everyone just as is happening right now in America. I am astounded at the insight of George Washington. That man was incredible. <clears throat> so the other side of me says, stand up and fight, defend truth, Fight for righteousness, speak up, and challenge your enemy face to face. 
don't sit down, don't hide, don't make excuses, don't apologize for a stand. If you're taking a stand on abortion because you don't like the mutilation, the horrible murdering of children in the womb, take a stand and say it. And say it as if you're saying it for God because you are. You are an ambassador or should be an ambassador for Jesus Christ. And that's what's going to save America. But then one side of me says again, why? Who really cares? I see way too many people who maybe care a little, but they don't care enough to even be willing to make a sacrifice for their Lord, for their country. They don't want to be inconvenienced. Are you one of those people? Am I one of those people? I have to continually ask myself that because it is not easy to fight. It is tiring. It is wearying of the mind and soul. And we must empower each other and gather together as Christian patriots. That is the whole purpose of fellowship. That's why God commanded us to not forsake the gathering together of one another as Christians. We need encouragement. Christian fellowship is that. It's not a time to evangelize. It is a time to lick each other's wounds, to read the words of God, and to strengthen one another and recall that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. That's why we should break bread when we gather. As often as we gather, we are told, do it in memory of him, Jesus Christ. When you do that kind of thing, that kind of gathering to empower each other, pray together for strength, for wisdom, for boldness, you're going to become another Apostle Paul. You're going to become a Barnabas. You're going to become a Luke. You're going to become those people who dared to stand up and say, no, we will continue to obey God rather than man. I'm still waiting for the lockdowns to come again. We are in the cold and flu season, right? There's been talk about it. Put on the mask of shame again. Lock yourselves down, social distance. Are you going to do that? Or are you going to just use common sense like we did for centuries prior to this? We have to decide. Do you really care? Does anybody really care? Do you care enough to sacrifice, to give something up, to lose something, forfeit something of your life, including your life? Would you be willing to do that? Most people won't answer because they know the answer and they're ashamed of it. And we all wrestle with that because we all cherish our own lives. We want to nourish our lives. We are told that when we marry, we should love our wives as our own selves because we nourish our own bodies. So it's normal to do that. But sometimes there are issues that go far beyond that. They are too important. And this is a time right now in America to take risks, to proclaim the good news of the gospel to the world, to offer them the hope that will not fail. But at the same time, when you are staring Satan in the face and his minions, when you are in the face of demons, you need to rise up and crush them. Crush them and protect those whom they would 
harm. That is a biblical principle that way too many people forget or ignore. Does anyone care? Well, there's another side of me, again, that says, yes, someone cares. God cares. He cared enough about us to give his life a ransom for many. And that many include all who receive Jesus Christ according to his plan of salvation. And that's when I realize I also have to care. I cannot sit down. I have to care enough to stand for truth and stand for righteousness, to fight evil, and to, if I may quote scripture, contend earnestly for the faith which was once delivered for all to the saints. That's in Jude 3. And the word saints here, by the way, is a reference to all true Christians, not the Roman Catholic version of a saint, which has no basis whatsoever in scripture. But the point is, God cares, and that must be our motivation, my motivation to care, period. Now, I fight that like every one of you. I get tired. I get weary. I take a head beating many places I go, but I also find support in the few, and that's enough for me. Because the Holocaust, the global Holocaust, is continuing to unfold every single day. People are dying across the globe because so many millions of people took the vaccine. There, I forget how many billions of vaccines were administered, but what, some 70, 75% of the population took the vaccine? Do you realize how many people are potentially at risk of dying because of that? That should motivate you to fight this war. All the casualties are against us, the ones who are being attacked, and yet we do nothing. Something needs to change. In other words, we are compromising our own integrity if we don't say no to recounts and re-elections and all other breaches of government. And look at how many there are. When you know something to be true and you overlook it, you are compromised. It puts us on the same exact playing field as demented Joe Biden, who is very evil, he knows all of Hunter's laptop stories are absolutely true. The world knows it's true now. Joe Biden is even part of many of those stories, but he denies the truth. And if we deny the truth before us, then we deny God and we compromise ourselves. If we ourselves cannot live or can live with ourselves, denying the truth, then we most certainly deserve every ounce of persecution that is now headed our way. It is going to get ugly in America if Americans do not stand up and be the government of the people, by the people, and for the people. 
So what are our priorities right now to fix America? Well, first off, we have to fix elections. We will remain under a state of progressive tyranny if we don't. Because remember, they are still pushing forward with their agenda right now. They are happy with the election because they know that nothing is likely to change because of the compromise of our weak and shallow and evil politicians who are all in bed together with one another in this evil boat. It means we should not accept the current 2022 elections. We need to demand justice. Do what Ron DeSantis did in Florida, right? Is it so hard to do? I mean, Ron DeSantis refused to be bullied by the evil tyrants taking us over. He pushed back and he won. And it's what we all need to do. We can be successful. I mean, if one state can do it, then so can the rest. But it will take a movement by the people because a governor can't do it alone. A governor needs backing. A governor needs an army of just and righteous warriors to stand the ground with them. Otherwise, all is lost. I'll tell you another thing we still need to work on. We need to fix censorship. Censorship remains in a horrible way. Google, Apple, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Well, we'll see about Twitter, right? Trump is back on Twitter, but Alex Jones is not. Why not? Why was Alex Jones not allowed back on Twitter? Well, I heard the words but I don't accept them. Is Alex Jones a criminal? No, he's not. But he is an enemy of the new world order. Say what you want about him, okay? Say what you want about Alex Jones, but he is an enemy of the new world order, and he is an enemy of the deep state, and he speaks it boldly. His voice counts. Whether you like what he has to say or not, so Elon Musk hasn't got it together yet okay he is still censoring and censorship is censorship we either have the first amendment protection or we don't and if we don't then it's time to consider using another amendment elon musk needs to come to terms with his double standard and we need to generate some laws to make censorship illegal, which is a statement of oxymoron uh, nature because we already have that protection by the Constitution. So what we really need to do, and this is step three, punish political criminals. We need to punish the January 6th staged insurgents. Remember that Ray Epps led the instigation of this whole thing. He led the so-called revolution or the insurrection. Now it's time to investigate Nancy Pelosi, as well as the FBI and the entire J6 committee. They are massively corrupt and we all know it. We need to go after the Russiagate actors. They are evil. They need to be investigated and they need to be prosecuted. 
including imposter Obama, who has done so much devastating damage to our country and is likely still actively doing it because the FBI will not go into his home and investigate all of his intricacies, all of his records. Wiretap Obama and see what you hear. Wouldn't that be a telling story? Fauci, Burks, Bill Gates, these are the genocide pioneers. They have killed millions of people. They are guilty of a massive genocide like we have never seen. And the genocide is still in progress. And then work your way down. Take these people out. The FTX scammers, every one of them who participated, they should be gone. Defund and disband all corrupt government agencies. And yeah, let's start with the FBI. And then shut down the NIH, the NIAID, the CDC, and all other corrupt agencies. And let's just start over. And before instating or reinstating any organization asks, do we really need them? Can we manage ourselves just fine without them? What we don't need is a 2020 and a 2022 deja vu in 2024. We must act now. And if we fail to do these things, then we'll never even see a 2024 election. What we will see is what's going on in all failed free republics. Shattered lives, poverty, despair, fear, loneliness, brokenness, ugliness, hunger, everything opposite the American dream. And we must not believe another lie that it's our turn to suffer. It is not our turn to suffer, but to share in the goodness of a godly nation. That's what we once did. We didn't do it perfectly, but we did make the world a better place. And that's what I wish to do now. That is why I'm ready to fight for a Christian America. The power of the people will forever continue to be tested everywhere in the world, and the people will continue to fail until they recognize and respect the word of God in the Bible. If you really want to help your country, then open up your Bible and understand at least the simple and straightforward words from God that tell us how we ought to live. They are summarized in the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20. Learn the Ten Commandments. Teach them to your children, to your family members. They are such important instructions to teach your children and also to live by. We all have a choice. Follow God's rule and flourish or reject God and perish. And that's what's going to happen one way or another. If I may quote Psalm 84, 11, we are told the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will be withheld from those who walk uprightly. That means we need to live with integrity. Good things will come your way, but this is not a health and wealth promise. It's a promise of blessing from God by giving you what is good for you. And if I can quote from Isaiah 65, 24, just as they have chosen their own ways and their soul delights in their abominations, so will I choose their delusions and bring their fears on them. Because when I called, no one answered. 
When I spoke, they did not hear, but they did evil before my eyes and chose that in which I do not delight. What a good memory verse. And this applies now to us as it did in the days of Isaiah. We choose our path now in the same way that the Israelites chose their path and chose the wrong path and were exiled. What am I saying? I'm saying that we need to choose whom we are going to follow, realizing that our choice has consequences. In the big scheme of life, and I'm talking about the big scheme of life in all eternity, you know, it really doesn't matter what will become of America. But the destiny of every living individual does matter, and it matters to God, and it ought to matter to us. And for that reason alone, we should choose God and live according to his rules and really live with integrity, with sincerity, and without compromise. We need to unite as a nation right now of patriots, as a nation of Christians, and take back this country. Let's see what we can do this week and do it with all boldness and without compromise. Adieu.